Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva. And this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're talking about negotiations and uh, everything that goes with that. Before we jump into it, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing a county or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at www.casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign up, then we'll be in touch to help you get started. Yo. What's up? And if you're watching our you you watching this on YouTube, you just saw that big bear yawn I let out. God, it felt good. That was gonna be my first statement was are you awake over there? Man, that yawn felt great. I <laughs> I, get, I found out I'm not a kid anymore. So electro shows on school nights are not something I should be doing at my age. Mm-hmm. True. I'm be a little old for that. And I can say that the show we went and saw last night it was Black Tiger Sex Machine. It's a cool name. I wore a striped shirt because tigers have stripes, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I I have never been to a show where the bass was so hard and so loud, but crystal clear music with it. Yeah, I was blown away by that. Their production was just unreal and mm. hurt me. Interesting. The name is, it's a cool name, you yeah. know, but I didn't know it was a techno show when you said you were going. Yeah. But. Three Canadian guys that wear masks. Oh, really? With lights. And they have big, they brought their big 3D TV setup with them. So the visuals, the lasers, the everything was unreal. It was mm-hmm. definitely top notch. So if you're into that kind of music and want to try something different, if you're not into it, that's a show worth seeing. But be prepared. It is loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will give you credit because you were out late and you were having fun, you know, partying, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can tell that you're feeling it, mm-hmm. but I'm here. You're not in like a bad mood about it. No, no. I, <laughs> the the one thing that threw me off last night, like I typically time my night with drinks and everything. That way, I can drive home and not have any concerns with that. Because Texas is they're they're strict on these DWIs. Justin doesn't want one, and so we go out and we thought the show. So they had three openers. Show started at eight. We assumed they would come on around ten forty five or eleven and play till midnight and have us out the door at twelve fifteen. Well, they didn't come on till midnight, and about 35 minutes into the show, my friends I went with, they had to work early in the morning, so they're like, all right, let's go, and I had just gotten like a double vodka Sprite, and I was like, okay, so I finished that, I paid for it, it was like 12 bucks, so I finished that, and then I'm like, when I get back to the house, I'm like, man, I can't drive, I need to sit down, so I crashed on the couch there for like three or four hours, got up with the morning traffic, and drove home. I'm not that surprised that a big show didn't start till midnight, I don't know why that that's Typically, in Dallas on the Thursday night shows, it, they usually start a little bit earlier and have you pushed out by 12, 15, 12, 30. Mm-hmm. But when they didn't come on till then, and we're all old, yawning. I think the median age in our group was 37, 38, and just old and yawning and hurting. And I talked to them this morning, they're all hurting from dancing and drinking and gallivanting. Gallivanting. Yeah. Okay. Now you're showing your age. <laughs> yep. Boomer. That's your word of the week. I know. I keep seeing it everywhere, and I'm feeling old. Like, we, we get this younger listening crowd, and these guys are just super techie and got all these little neat gadgets and stuff. And I'm like, man, I really want to know that, but the way we know works, and I'm just going to keep doing what I know. 
And that yeah. made me feel really old saying it like that. Yeah. Maybe that's that's the death of business. Maybe that's a topic because, you know, it's out of our reach but or out of our thought, but maybe we need to change to keep up. Hey, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, you know, we, we've got a show coming up with Clint Turner where we're going to use Skype. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, to me, Skype is the only way to do things. Yeah. I mean, because everyone knows Skype. But yeah. he uses something that I've never heard of before. But that's just for his Facebook live feeds. And? What's wrong with the Facebook live video <laughs> thing, know. right? Yeah. I don't know if you can get the second person in there or not. Uh, the, the multiple people, multiple cameras. So, But it's, again, it's always evolving. Business is always evolving. It is. So. Yeah. But one thing that's tried and true in any, negoti- any real estate deal, there's negotiating. Mm-hmm. And any business deal, really. Yeah. It, I mean, everyday life is negotiating. Mm-hmm. You get on a, maybe get on a dating site and you're negotiating the first terms of the date. That's <laughs> a good one, good, bad one. You know, you never know. Okay. All right, so you know this. This one comes to us as we were, we were driving in. Where were we at? We we're in Texas or Oklahoma yet, and negotiating with a guy on a buy of a property for us. You're talking he, about the first day. Yeah, we were headed out of town. Yeah, we were headed out of town. Yeah, and so he comes back. He agreed to a price. Came back, and his wife wanted more. And then it started, you know, negotiating back and forth. And I think that that somebody else had tried to buy this property with him or from them, and they were stuck on a price and. We ended up getting it, I think, cheaper than the other guy was going to. And, you know, we kind of stuck to our guns on that. And I, I think it plays into part that you, you have to know the process, know where you're comfortable with, and, and just lay it out. Yeah, it's definitely part of a negotiation is, well, A, most people think there's always room to negotiate, mm-hmm. which is kind of good about the way that we do things is we send a price out at the beginning. And mm-hmm. Depending on how much spread there is, we can negotiate or not. You know, a lot of times we do mailers and our numbers are number. Yep. People can try and negotiate with us, but I guess the negotiation is is that there's no negotiation. Yeah. Whereas some deals like this one you're talking about, it can be kind of the, this is what I offered, but there's plenty of room, so let's kind of talk, right? And and you can decide, this is my price, I'm firm with it, Mm -hmm. or you can work with them. And in this case, we were firm, you were firm, stuck with it, and it got the deal. Yeah, and that's a lot of people think about negotiating using the car lot example. You don't have to go in and you know throw something. I've been known to throw stuff at negotiations, but uh, you don't have to. You can just say, "Hey, politely, this is this is my number, and this is why." You know, we know that you you're getting it for way under value. We're not trying to beat you up, but hey, if you want to sell it today, cash, no problem, I'll buy it. But if you want to put it on the market with a realtor and it sit for you know a few months, maybe you'll sell, maybe you won't. You know, that's that's on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my deal right now is, especially with the deals that we're looking at, is that we can negotiate, mm-hmm. but we're going to have a number in mind before the negotiation ever starts, yeah. and then it's kind of like, take it or leave it. Yep. And I feel that's where a lot of people need to be, is you know, if, you're, if your initial offer was 10000 you know the property's worth thirty five, and the max you can go is twelve five. Don't let your emotion carry you over, right? It's, you know, if your final number is twelve five, mm-hmm. then stick with it, don't go don't go over. So I was thinking about this and you were telling me about a deal recently where you were in there with your dad on something and it was a, he was about to blow a deal up over 25 bucks. A $50,000 deal over $25. Yeah. And that's, and so to me, like, I'm like, I've been in that situation before because it's the principle, but I'm like, there's a time and a place. Like, so when you said 12, five is your number person comes back and want, I want 13. Do you take it or do you not? Well, so as I was saying that, I thought that in my head and I, I guess my, Honest answer is depends on the day and how I'm feeling. Yeah, so for me, like at that 13 is like, eh, I'm not going to blow the deal up for 500 bucks. I know if I'm buying it at that price, it's worth twenty five to $40,000. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay. Working with a new client, they just sent their first mailer out, and 
She got two deals back in the first week, so she's closing on both of those, and we're negotiating the second one, and we found out there's a POA, and it, they owe like 4000 bucks on this POA. And the lady's like, yeah, we haven't, we didn't know there was a POA when we got it. We haven't paid it in 23 years. They've owned it since like 1979. And the couple got divorced, our original couple got divorced. Ex-wife was getting the bill, even though the guy was given the property in the divorce and never took care of the paperwork. So she just never told him, you know, good scorned ex-lover, you know. So 23 years later, they're still getting this bill. And so she's like, what do you think the property's worth? I said, it's worth four to 5,000 bucks. And I said, we need to call the POA, see exactly what they owe, and see if they'll negotiate with you. So they, they come, and it's right off the bat, they're like, yeah, we'll let you have it for seventeen fifty, Like, let you have the back POA dues. Taxes were current. And so I call her, and I'm talking to her, and I said, well, we know the property's worth four to $5,000. It's a, it's a good, clean property. It's great access, good, desirable location in this spot. And I said, so I think her original offer was $1,200. And, you know, so she, she's like, well, what do we do? And I was like, this is kind of the sh- shitty part of the job. You know, this is kind of the hard part is because you really shouldn't pay, you know, over 1500 bucks for this property, maybe 2000 at tops. But what I want you to do is think about it. If we, we think we can get four and you're okay with making $2,000 on this property, then we'll, we'll work with that. But, you know, the people were like, we just want to get rid of it. We're doing our wills. We just want it gone. We're not going to pay the the $4,000 the, the $4, we owe. We'd pay the, we might pay the 1750 but then we're breaking even or we're losing money. So I told her, I said, why don't you just offer to pay the 1750 You don't have to pay that right now. Because you're going to transfer it into your account, then they're going to. It's going to take 30, 45 days. You're just going to clear that before you sell it. So it wasn't an expense right now. I said, offer to buy them dinner, and I think she, at the end of the day, she's going to end up getting the property for. She'll pay the back POA dues, and she's getting it for a hundred bucks. And Total people of eighteen fifty. Eighteen fifty and a four thousand dollar property. So it's not a home run, but it's a it's a first deal. Yeah, that's tough one for me. I probably I don't know about that deal. I uh, I think I'm comfortable with it because I know that area. And I know what that property will bring. She's not going to lose money on the deal. Yeah. I'd buy the property at that hmm. all day. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a small spread to have to have much any any negotiation. Yeah, and that's she after the fact. She goes, "You think I could have just told them to pay the seventeen fifty to get it caught up, and then I paid her the, the original twelve hundred dollars?" I was like, "You probably could have, but you know, this way we're ending that problem for them. We're so, having a solution for their their issue or their concerns, that motivation to get rid of that property. So you're fixing that now. They think they want to. They're clear free, and they got extra hundred bucks." Yeah. yeah, I think the most important thing for me, at least in my opinion, when it comes to negotiation, is keeping your emotion out of it. Yeah, and that's hard. Yeah, it is hard. It's real hard. That's why, like, when we go back to that example earlier, where I said if twelve fives your max, mm-hmm. you know, to stick to it, because you can always question that. Right? I could have, I could have said twelve fives my max, but taken thirteen, and you could have come back and said, well, what if they offered you thirteen too? Yeah, you're right. You can always have that battle, and so I just, I think, you, it, I think you got to get comfortable with your spread, know what it is. Is a couple hundred bucks should it blow a deal? depending on the spread, no. And that's, you know, for me, I'm like, I'll say, hey, my best and final is 12.5. And then you'll usually get it. Well, we really wanted 13. Okay, cool. Let's just get the deal done. And then let's get it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I always typically have uh, my best and final. And then my real best and final. No, no, no. <laughs> and then what it's going to actually cost me with closing costs, photos, marketing, all yeah. that stuff. And if it goes, that's like my... My hidden final, right? Yeah. So I the I have to backtrack that out to get to what my real, you know, best and final is. Yeah. No, I get that. Interesting. Your real best and final. Yeah. All right. Like the the all in. Best the all. In okay, I got you. So you have you ever done like so on that one deal where you're using that she's paying seventeen fifty after everything's said and done. So to save some money on that, we didn't hire a notary. We're telling them 
to go get the deed notarized. Mm. And then, because the ex-wife has to sign it because she's never signed it away. So she's signing the one deed, he's signing the deed, and then they're deeding it to us. And then once that's done, we're sending them the money for the 100 bucks. So they're at risk $100. Uh, and we're taking all the debt and the liability with the $4,000 POA dues that we're going to negotiate down. How are you going to pay them? Told them we'd Zelle cashier's check, whatever Zell, the, yeah, 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 whatever they wanted the hundred bucks in. Because I was thinking about that too. You know, if we go down to UPS and you overnight something with tracking, it's sixty bucks. You yep. know, I had that in yeah too. Right? Yeah, UPS yeah. is sixty. If you go to the post office, it's twenty four. Hmm. So it's cheaper if you do that. And then I also I'll switch and use three day and tell them, hey, it's going to be three days, so we get only seven thirty five. So there's a, like you said, your your real best and final on your cost there. There's ways you can squeeze a little more juice mm-hmm. out of that turnip if you just adjust what you normally done. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else? No, man, that's it. All right. I think you all know about negotiating. So, I mean, it's a great part about our business is that unlike with houses or something, we, we have a base number that we're going to go off of when we get started. And that's what makes land investing great in the way that we buy this land. Mm-hmm. We start, typically they say when negotiation, the first person to say a number loses, we start with a number and work from there and make sure we can make both parties somewhat amicably happy about the deal. And we're only doing it for making money. All right, guys, that's it. Make sure you join us Wednesday. We've got a killer show, one that I'm super excited about. We're going to have Kyle Stanley on. He's an Airbnb arbitrage expert, and it's a really good conversation. You're going to learn a lot and hopefully get you excited about it. So uh, stay tuned for that. And while you're waiting, as always, go to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Give us a like, give us a follow. Then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Wednesday. See you guys.